On the Record with Gavin Riley. Brought to you by PwC on News Talk. Um, there was a proposal of delivering 100,000 homes a year every year for the next decade put forward last night at the Labour Party conference by their party's leader, the TD for Dublin Bay South, Ivana Bacic. Ivana is with us now. Ivana, thank you for joining us this lunchtime on the record. How exactly are you going to propose delivering a million homes in the next 10 years? Well, in my speech to the Labour conference last night, I outlined the scale of the ambition for housing that is so badly needed now in Ireland. And when I spoke about the need to have an ambition to build one million homes in 10 years, I know people feel that's a huge number. But once it's broken down, I think it's really evident that this is in fact what we do need. So how do you break it down? Well, let's break it down. It's 50,000 new builds and 50,000 refurbished homes a year for 10 years. That's in fact what is needed just to play catch up. We know, because the government have already said it, that there is a deficit of a quarter of a million homes. We know the scale of the housing crisis with over 11,700 people already homeless, even before the government, uh, the government decision to lift the eviction ban comes into effect. So we know that there are, uh, and we know from the government's own housing commission, that the tar- targets in the Housing for All programme are fall far short of what is needed. The government's own targets are about 30,000 homes a year. They can barely meet that. Uh, but the Housing Commission tell us that the the real need of our population is 50,000 new builds a year. So mm. our, uh, the ambition I've set out for Labour merely reflects the real needs of our communities well, across well, the country. But, you, you're, but you're saying 50,000 new builds and you want 50,000 refurbishments for the next 10 years. That, that suggests that there's already half a million homes that are derelict or in need of refurbishments. And I'm not sure there's any evidence that's the case. Well, not all are derelict but or va- or vacant, although we do are we are very aware of high levels of vacancy and of failures so far to address that in government policy. But we're also conscious that we need to have ambitious retrofitting targets to reduce emissions from older buildings. The government's own retrofitting target is seventy five thousand homes every year. So, you know, I think that again we're just recognizing the scale of the need that is there. Mm. And let's not forget, Gavin, that we're running a budget surplus. Sure. The budget surplus for twenty twenty two was 5.3 billion. The, you know, we have the the the, the most uh, healthy uh, financial figures across Europe. So, with that level of uh, of boom in the economy, we can't afford mm. not to build homes. I mean, I'm hearing from IBEC, I'm hearing from employers as much as from uh, homeless charities and agencies how much we need more housing you, because are, we know that it's holding back our industrial development, it's holding back job growth, the fact that people cannot sure. get affordable. But homes. are you including retrofits then in your figure of fifty thousand? refurbishments every year because if those are houses that are already occupied then they don't necessarily go towards relieving Ireland's housing shortage. Well, we're going to. We, what we say is the deep retrofit is going to be part of the part of the picture of bringing more homes into proper usage and making them more affordable. Because let's not forget that retrofitting homes also means people's bills come down. You know, I'm talking now with people who are living in newly built uh, A-rated homes where they have, you know, where they have effectively uh, ze- almost zero energy sure. bills because but their energy is sourced. No, and I so accept that, it, and it everyone accepts that the, the environmental Im- imperative. But if you're saying that it includes that figure. I mean, people, when people talk about bringing new housing in, into stock, it's because there is an overall shortage of housing. And, and you are talking, albeit with merit, you're talking about including in a figure for new housing, houses which are currently occupied and functional. And I don't think that's a, well, a fair well, presentation. Well, 
Well, what we're saying is that government need to have a, an ambition of at scale, both to build the new 50,000 per year, but also to refurbish and bring back into use up to 50,000 more. And certainly of that additional 50,000, some will be already, as you say, Gavin, occupied, uh, but some will not and some will be under-occupied. And some, of course, will be unaffordable currently because of, because their uh, their burr rating is so low. So we're conscious that there is, in each case, in both the new bills and the refurbishments, there's a significant uh, need for additional construction workers, additional people who are skilled in retrofitting. But again, we want we want government to step up and to uh, and really to address the need for this level of ambition to have an aggressive recruitment campaign for construction workers from abroad, if necessary. We know the the mm. Irish built Britain. I mean, when we look back, and I lived in London for some years in the nineties. When we look back at the immense scale of construction work carried out in Britain by Irish workers, uh, you know, I think we can see what can be done. And we've been good, I think, at stepping up in emergencies. We, you know, we saw the state really pivoting during COVID to address needs. And we need to see that level of urgency and that level of emergency and, and prioritisation put mm. in now to addressing the construction crisis. It's a construction crisis sure. as much as a housing crisis, and we need to address it. Um, your alternative budget that you put forward ahead of the government's own one late last September, uh, when you're talking about housing construction, um, the only f- a formal target that I can see in it, and this is only six months ago, uh, was to build an extra 2,900 local authority homes, which would bring the overall total up to 12,000 based on the government's current target of about nine. There's no mention of the idea of trying to deliver about 50,000 homes. So I'm kind of wondering where this Damascene conversion has come from. Well, in our alternative budget, we put forward an additional 1.5 billion to build uh, to build more homes. We certainly scaled up the ambition from the government's targets, but we also now are looking at since our budget was published record surplus figures in the state's budget. As I say, a 5.3 billion uh, budget surplus this year, in, at the end of 2022. This figure is higher than we've ever had in Ireland and I think it illustrates the fact that it is now ideology rather than the economy that is holding back construction. What we want to see, and it's been long-term labour policy, is a state construction company that will support local authorities in carrying out necessary building. We've just seen, in fact, today, Gavin, really disturbing figures that between January and September last year, across all all 31 local authorities in the state, only just over 1,000 homes were built, public homes. Mm. In uh, the Minister for, for Housing's own uh, uh, own council area, Dublin Fingal, no houses were built by local authorities. So we have to, again, have an ambition to scale up local authority capacity to deliver the necessary homes. Uh, and some of this is about resourcing, but, the, but again, with budget surpluses, we know the finances are there and we know that the failure to invest in housing mm. is hampering and obstructing job growth. There is a, a separate question that, uh, about labour in, in general and, and housing is a useful sort of lever for it because um, many people will wonder as we come towards the next local elections and then a general election sometime around it um, why to vote for Labour rather than any other party of the left now you've argued last night that Labour is the only party of the left that's ever entered government um, and, and that's reasonable if you, as long as you exclude Clon the Public though. but people will wonder uh, maybe necessarily what is the value of, of electing Labour to government because they will remember the last time you were in office and various pledges that were made that couldn't be fulfilled and one of the pledges that was made was the Junior Minister for Housing at the time Jan O'Sullivan who said that she was going to eliminate all rough sleeping by the year 2016 and that never happened and people will wonder why a Labour promise on housing 
could be honoured now or should be trusted now when it wasn't last time? Well, as I said over the weekend uh, to our conference delegates, and I have to say, Gavin, we had a very, uh, a really uplifting and uh, energetic conference with over 700 people uh, here in Cork in the Silver Springs Hotel. Uh, but uh, what, I, what I pointed out was that Labour are the only left-wing party now in the Dáil that has ever served in government. And we want to change that. We want to see more left-wing parties in government. We have an ambition to achieve a left-led, green-red government, a government mm. that is social democratic and environmental in its outlook and its policies. And that's our ambition. And I think that, uh, you know, up until now, what we've seen is Irish politics utterly dominated by uh, centre-right parties, by Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil, which have been in power throughout the history of the state. We want to move to a situation where Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael are no longer the dominant parties and we want mm. to see uh, a change in approach. And, you know, all my political career, I've looked to unite the left, to build the left, to to work towards a a, a, co- a, a common purpose well, of that left How, how do you government. square that then with a spokesperson telling the Irish Mirror last month uh, having to go with the Social Democrats because you were founded by Connolly and they were founded by Donnelly? That hardly seems like well, it's Bill Bridges. Well, look, our, our, orig- our origins are very clear. So we're very proud of our origins and our roots. And indeed, you know, over the weekend, we've heard from so many of our delegates from around the country about the work that they've been doing. Uh, we've heard about our proud history, how Labour <coughs> in the 70s delivered 100,000 homes, uh, you know, so and, and about all of the immense social and progressive mm. change and economic change that Labour has brought about. So we're very proud of our history. Mm. But how founded. do you build bridges with other parties on the left when a spokesperson is giving lines like that? Well, we've always sought to build bridges with others on the left and indeed to By work a go with, with others founders. of all parties and none. By having a go with their and founders. I'll say, I'll say this, Gavin, you know, we're very proud of our origins in the trade union movement in particular and that again is what marks Labour out. We're the party of the trade union movement. We have our origins in workers' rights and again this weekend a strong emphasis on improving workers' pay and conditions, on working with the trade union movement to deliver really important new rights like rights of women to paid leave where they're suffering early miscarriage at work, like rights to flexible work and to sick leave which we've really led on. And we also, I suppose, in this time when we're I'm conscious that there's quite a number of people who are listening to your programme who may be uh, experiencing uh, cutbacks at work or maybe experiencing job losses, particularly in the tech sector. We're seeing now an increased awareness of the importance of union uh, of unions in representing workers okay. at a time of layoffs. So, you know, we're very proud of emphasising our origins in the trade union movement, our international links as the only Irish party that's a member of the Party of European Socialists. And we had a strong international themes running through this mm. weekend too. But of course, we want to work with other parties on the left to build that united left. You are tailing a motion of no confidence in the government this week or at least you had intended to the government has now supplanted that with a motion of confidence in itself Um, doesn't the vote in the Dáil last week on that Sinn Féin motion make clear that the government has a majority and that any move to unseat them is only going to end in failure not necessarily and indeed some of the independents themselves have told me that that vote that uh, last week does not necessarily indicate that they will vote confidence in the government this week Uh, sorry so some of the independents who voted for the government last week are telling you they still could side with you now independents are independent and of course uh, just because they vote one way one week does not mean they'll necessarily vote the same way on a different vote the following week. So, you know, we'll be sorry, I'll be writing to all the independents tomorrow, Gavin, asking them to support our no confidence motion and indeed pointing out that nobody voted for an independent TD uh, to represent them in the Dáil, thinking that that would be a vote for evictions. And yet what we know for sure is that this government decision to lift the eviction ban from next Saturday will have the effect of driving people into homelessness. And 
sadly, there is no doubt about that. We're already hearing this, not just from opposition parties, but from those working in homelessness, from local authorities and from people themselves, like the people who are contacting me every day, who are absolutely petrified because they're facing this cliff edge. Not only a notice to quit, but nowhere to go when that notice to quit takes effect because there's such a chronic shortage of housing across the country. Um, If the motion of low confidence were carried and we were plunged into a general election and it were fought under the current uh, dull boundaries, how many seats would you hope Labour could win? Well, I certainly hope we'll have a significant improvement for Labour, but clearly that's not, you know, for us, the priority is trying to get the government to address the housing crisis. If uh, if the, the government lose the motion of no confidence and they fall, that is their fault. It is their fault for not addressing the chronic housing disaster. It's their fault for lifting an eviction ban without having done the necessary modelling and the necessary preparation to ensure that there are contingency sure. measures put in place for those facing no, eviction. Fine, so but, I think but, the but, blame but, but, government but, but in that event, and there is a general election what are your aspirations for Labour how many seats would you like well to we'll be ready for it uh, uh, if and when it comes and uh, we've already got nearly 100 candidates selected for the locals uh, or identified I should say for the local elections next year and we're in a very good shape to contest the general election in targeted constituencies and certainly to build on our existing Oireachtas representation of 11 uh, we've got some su- superb <coughs> excuse me sub- superb candidates particularly our new our senators who will be running in the general election as well so we certainly hope to increase on our current representation of the dog. No, no target for now as to how many that might be. Well, certainly not a target. I'm going to say uh, to, to you, Gavin. But we are, we are hope we are we will be very much targeting seats to improve our representation. All right, we might ask you at some future point what that target really is. For now, though, we will let you go. Ivana Batchik, leader of the Labour Party, thank you for joining us this lunchtime on the record on News Talk. On the record with Gavin Riley, Sunday morning at eleven. Brought to you by PwC. Great minds think unalike. Different skill sets, diverse opinions, it all adds up to the new equation. On News Talk.